0: Hi, welcome to Rendezvous. Do you have a reservation? I'm sorry, I don't. But do you have a table available? Welcome to Rendezvous, where faith meets destiny. This podcast is a bridge between faith and destiny and how the two intertwine. This will include knowing and understanding purpose, obstacles between the two, and different aspects of oneself while remaining true to one's walk with Christ. You can expect conversations regarding soul impacted trauma, tackling the misconception of blackness and the real truth about temptation. Make sure you subscribe to the Rendezvous podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and anywhere else you listen to your podcast. See you there. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode or session of the Before After Podcast. This is Christy Danielle, AKA the Talk Lady, and you know how we always do. Please hit that subscribe button. You can subscribe on wherever you listen to podcasts, on Apple or Spotify. I welcome you to this last session of the season. Look, y'all, we've been getting to know each other in a different place. Uh, this season uh, season two of the before after podcast and I just want to say that I am just so grateful I'm being really candid when I say I really was hesitant about doing a season two uh, but so many people requested so I came back and so what I tried to do with this season was I wanted to show people the behind the scenes of what, hap- of what happens on in my life uh, that caused me to get to the topics that I did. Let me explain. So it is very important to discuss the origin. I guess this is the psychoanalytic portion of me. So the psychoanalytic, it basically, I stay you have to walk backwards to move forward. And that's the style of therapy that I do. Psychoanalytic, I walk backwards. I find where the origin or the seed of trauma was planted. We do some cognitive behavioral strategies to change the mindset. And then we move forward because wherever you encountered a trauma, you can be fixated there. And of course, you guys already know, I've said that plenty of sessions before. So I wanted you guys as my audience to witness me from a different perspective on how trauma forms and develops. So if you've been listening through the whole season two, you realize that, yo, I got some flaws, of course, as everybody does. And those flaws help to contribute to some perverted mindsets that I have and that I had to be Uh, therapized if that's a term (laughs) that I had to be therapized out of I cannot stand it Uh, sometimes I tell clients I say nobody likes a stuck up therapist what do I mean by that you know I don't I never want to be that therapist or that person just in general where you encounter me and I think that I have it all together one thing that I always say is your flaws are your protector. So when, one time I did a group therapy session and I had purchased like some dollar masks from, you know, a store, um, some masks, you know, that you can decorate, uh, you know, whatever. And I'm saying mask, M-A-S-K, whatever. And I had them right on the outside. And maybe you want to do this. I had the group participants write on the outside of the mask how they wanted to be perceived by people when they first met then i had them write on the inside of the mask of the mask how they really feel about themselves And it was very interesting because they realized they were betraying, oh, just helping somebody right here. They were betraying people that they loved. You know, we always talk about how... We always mention how people betray us and how they hurt us, but it must really be a huge scandal and betrayal for you to appear one way in front of a person. And then when they see the true parts of you, it's completely different. Now I know in therapy we talk about, you know, well, psychologically, we talk about, you know, you have your theater self and then your backstage self. But what I challenge the participants in the group, and this is what I'm challenging all of you all, as we close our season two that what if we use our flaws as protectors meaning if people see just a glimpse I'm not saying reveal all you know we got to be watchful who we reveal our secrets to now but what I am saying if people saw a glimpse of who we are then they have the option to option to choose whether they would want to deal with us or not And sometimes when they see that from the beginning, it makes the journey worth it. And so it's like finding out the origin story and the reasons why that person becomes the person who they are today. And so I wanted you guys to experience that. Some sessions in season two, you heard me cry. You heard me confess. Um, This is the true life of a therapist. I am a firm believer that people become therapists and coaches and helpers and and healers because they are the ones who most desperately need the healing. And, And I wanted you guys to see that true, just very raw. And, and I, you know, listen, I, and I was about to apologize and say, I'm sorry if you were offended by any of my rawness or if you felt like season two was not what you thought it was it didn't match up to season one. But I know that it helped somebody because to see the person behind the person that you hear, and if you follow me on social media, that you see, it brings a more collective sense. And see, this is why so many people Uh, especially on TikTok, they always talk about shadow work, shadow work, shadow work. Shadow work is just you accepting the ugly, flawed portions of your life. That is true healing. Oh, this is so good. I'm getting inspired just by hearing this. Healing is I am accepting the ugly, and the beautiful portions of me. The problem is that we only try to be the beautiful strong portion and then the portion of us that are humanistic that are flawed that are the portions that are ugly we try to leave them behind. But they also develop who we are. And so and I'm not going to lie. I tell some clients when they use the term shadow work or whatever you want to call it um I believe um yin and yang or you know whatever your belief system is or the terminology that you use you need the darkness and the light because that creates who you are the darkness knowing that you have that it brings a sense of humility and it brings a sense of connection so why are you trying to hide that You're denying people that you love and who deserve to be in your life. You're denying them the fullness of who you are. Now you can't even be fully present. Oh, this is like so powerful. You can't even be fully present in conversations. You can't even be fully present in, uh, activities because you are busy escaping in your mind, how you can get rid of your flawed self. But that's a portion of who you are. So I wanted this season to be about total acceptance. I wanted this season to be about total freedom. And for you guys to see healing, it will always be forever evolving, will be forever healing. But I guarantee you, if you understand the origin of your trauma and if you accept those flaws, pieces it will really go a far way like a long way i do remember hearing though in a in a seminar about trauma um the speaker had said trauma therapy is not always focusing on what happened sometimes trauma therapy is getting the client to live in the here and now so let's even take that perspective Perspective. Even if you don't agree with the psychoanalytic approach and you say, mm, that's not for everybody. And let's talk. And let's really be honest. Sometimes some memories are just too traumatized, traumatizing to relive or even to recall. So if that is you, we can take it in this perspective. What is hindering you from living in the here and now? What mindsets do you have that's hindering you from living in the here and now? Like that um, session I had with Robert Hertz this season, and it was uh, poverty trauma. What perversions and hurts and unhealed traumas are you still struggling with that cause you to go into a place of financial uh, distress, aka poverty? Are you a people pleaser? because you never were loved and now you're purchasing gifts out of uh, this place of trying to win this person's approval? Are we doing that? Um, Did we grow up so poor that we never had anything that now that we're adults and we have our own money, we impulsively spend because we knew how it felt to never have? That's poverty trauma. And there are tactics and ways that we can get out of that. Is it intimidation that's causing you to step, that's causing you to not step out? And therefore, you're not launching that business idea, launching that product that you just so want to get out. And and that could be your life changing, uh, a life changing decision financially and emotionally, mentally, spiritually. So, Yeah. I, so, what's hindering you from living in the here and now? And and this is powerful. So, I just want to recap the topics that we talked about. You know, exit counseling, which is the name of this session, exit counseling. That was also the name of the the last session in last season because we have entrance counseling. That's where you interview the client and you you get some details and you're asking questions. And then we have exit counseling. And exit counseling is you go over the goals. You evaluate whether you've met your goals. Um, Exit counseling is you recap some of the things that you talk about exit counseling is also when you and the therapist decide I call it the maintenance the maintenance phase how can we maintain the progress that we achieved so what tools do we just need to recap really quick what and so I just want to go ahead and uh just recap some of the topics of course the first session of the season we did entrance counseling and then we also discussed procrastination because i am a firm believer that counseling should be counseling but eventually as the client heals it's a transition from counseling to equipping what are you going to do with this healing that you achieved what are you going to do with this breakthrough and this new level of awareness that you have achieved how are you going to influence your future by what you have now and so procrastination is very big that's the equipping portion of counseling we have this healing we have this awareness now what are you going to do with it what what may be some things like I just said that's still hindering you so we talked about that in the procrastination session and my guest of course was my best friend Ariana Shears she's the host of the Rendezvous podcast so I want you guys to just go ahead and subscribe to her podcast and yes this is like such a plug but What is it? Because remember, procrastination is affected by your reasoning portion of your brain. It goes all into that. So, what are you reasoning with? that you can not reason with anymore? Or how can we change your reasoning? Are you reasoning with the fact that you still feel like a failure in some areas? So if I still feel like a failure, then I'm gonna be a failure when I launch. Or Or I felt like a failure in my last relationship. When the relationship ended, it was my fault. So now you're thinking, yeah, I'm hesitant or procrastinating about meeting new people in my life because what if this relationship fails? See your reasoning affects it affects your outcome and decisions that you make. So that was all about the procrastination seminar. We obsession. Uh, we also talked about with therapist Lena Chapman that's my good girlfriend and she's like my road dog in therapy and therapy realm and we talked about competition between women. And the competition between women, how that can be rooted in mother-daughter dynamics that weren't healthy. Um, I do feel that part of the nation that I'm called to, of course, uh, is bro- it's uh, broken women. So are we competing with other women? Why? Maybe I need to do an extra bonus episode of how women can compete with men and how men can compete with women. Oh, that's just a whole nother thing. But competition between women. And in that episode, I believe I revealed a bit about jealous, me being jealous and envious. And remember, behind every jealous and envious person is a fear of being left behind. So we talked about that and it was just such a healing moment. I think I shed some tears in that session. Oh, my gosh. But um, I just wanted you guys to see a different aspect of me. And so then we also we also talked about the mistress and the madam, how uh, I call it the psychology of the side chick or whether you were the side man or side woman or the side person or however you want to refer to it and how it's rooted in egocentric thinking. And see, are we surrounded by egocentric people? Are you an egocentric person? See, that's that portion that we have to accept. Remember, it's a 100% solution. You, from this moment on, You should not make excuses for your negative behavior. You should be accountable. We cannot blame mama and daddy for what they did to us when we were a child because we're adults now. And so you're shifting the blame. And when you shift the blame, you're shifting out your healing. Ooh, that just got me excited. I'm gonna say that again. When you're shifting the blame, I understand people is recognizing it and being accountable and, you know, wanting them to be accountable and we're discovering the seed. That's a part of the psychoanalytic. But part of healing is after we discover the root of an issue, what was your portion? And if it wasn't, if any parts of it was not your portion, then we leave it with the person in our past and we move forward. So, uh, yeah, but the mistress and the madame, I hope that that point was uh, made in the episode because I had to be accountable for some things. And so I did not want to say, well, my daddy didn't, you know, wasn't in my life. So I was always, you know, looking for love in all the wrong places, even if that meant hurting somebody. No, there was a time in my healing process where I had to be so honest. What did I allow in my adulthood? Ugh. But I just want to say this side note right here. I think I mentioned this in season one and I probably a couple of times in season two, um, where I said the parents develop, the parents are authority figures. They are the child's first significant figure. Really the inner voice that you are hearing is not even you, it may be them. So I just wanted to put that disclaimer or that side note out on that portion. How um, even if we are taking account accountability, we still need to detach from that negative inner voice. All we need for you to do is give it a name or a picture. And then that separates you. Remember your emotions are not your state of being. Your emotions are not your state of being. And for all of my followers who come from a l- religious background or who um, are believers um, in the faith, Um, emotionality is not spirituality. And I give that statement credibility to Pastor Mickey King uh, because emotionality is not spirituality. Just because you feel a certain way, that does not dictate where you are spiritually. It's about how you react to the emotion. That's what tells where you are spiritually. So uh, listen, mistress and a madam, I could like redo that all over again so and then we discuss life after breakup or divorce and that was with my special guest uh amanda andrews powerful woman of god And so life after breakup and divorce, and the thing that I wanted to hone in on this section, what hinders us from moving forward in our healing and to maintain this place of healing is really, really, it seemed like this whole season was about maintenance phase. But anyway, what hinders you from maintaining that place of healing is because you feel that the person who hurt you took something from you. But there was a you before them and there will be a you after them. And also, it's about justice as well. What do you feel that they took from you? What kind of justice would you like? If you knew the justice and the way that you desire for people to reconcile with you, if you knew that, you could get it on your own. Something I tell my clients, uh, I'm a big fan of the five love languages. And I also couple that with the five languages of apology. And that's what we discuss in life after breakup and divorce. And I realized that my apology language was making restitution. I'm all about fairness and equality. That's all about making restitution. If you wasted my time, how am I going to get my time back? That's my apology language. The quizzes are free. Shout out to Dr. Gary Chapman. I give him credit. Yes. So how if, if you wasted my time, how am I going to get my time back? Well, if I know that you will never be sorry and you will never pay me back for my time, and of course we can't be paid back in time because once it's done, it's done. Then how can I pay myself back? So what did I start doing? I start working my purpose. I start investigating the things that bothered me. I became the student of the things that caused me pain. Before you know it, I gained instructions on, and, and that's why I give people the instructions that I do, because I had to go through to gain the instructions myself. So before you know it, I was so, I was so caught up in redeeming my time for myself that I forgot about the person who wasted my time. I reconciled myself. Ah, that was just, I love it. I encourage you to take the quizzes, y'all. Take the the quizzes. So we talked about that. And we also uh, talked about crisis versus discomfort. And then we also coupled that with another show that we talked about narcissistic parents and unhealthy um, parent-child relationships that is something that's very huge that a lot of people on my a lot of my tiktok followers were requesting that i talked about um crisis versus discomfort and narcissistic parents and actually those two episodes they kind of coincide once i mean i was mentioning both topics in both episodes so really it's like a part one and two of the same thing but um a lot of my tiktok followers were asking me to discuss that because i don't think a lot of people realize for instance um, mother and toxic mother-daughter relationships. Those relationships, toxic mother-daughters relationships, like I talked, like I mentioned earlier, it creates a breeding ground for women to hate other women. It also causes you to be co- a codependent person because you're leaning so much. For um, well, actually, the toxic parent is leaning on you to make them happy. You become their therapist. And I actually have adult clients actually say, uh, just for once, I want my mama or my daddy to be the parent. I've always been the parent. Even growing up, I've, I've been, I've, I hear people say that. And so you're so used to being in the role of a parent that you don't know who you are outside of that. You've been living life for that toxic parent. And they also were toxic because they wanted to live through you. What they didn't get, they wanted you to do. They wanted you to get it. And so now you're living life for them. And now you're an adult and you're like, well, what about me? What's my purpose? That's because they spent so much of your time probably living through you and telling you what you needed to do. And so in comes people pleasing, in comes codependency. And so Toxic parenting, of course, we all know, but that can really, it does develop a foundation for hypervigilance, uh, your brain not knowing the difference between crisis versus discomfort. And so I, I just wanted... The audience. At first, I was answering the response to a lot of my TikTok followers and even uh, people on my uh, Facebook page and my Instagram page. They wanted me to touch on this, and so that's when I. That's why I did the topics. Um, but as I was doing the topics, I realized, like, yo, this is. I'm glad I really listened to them and did this because it was so much healing and information that came out from it. And so, and of course, like I mentioned earlier, we talked about poverty trauma. And my guest on that show was Robert Hurt, And we were talking about finances and mental and emotional issues that affect your finances. I'm telling you, what, what Beyonce say, best revenge is your paper. I, I'm just going to be honest. You know, when you have your own, and and you are financially successful, that takes away a lot of the struggle. We're not idolizing money, but what we are saying is financial stability brings, it opens the pathway for mental stability. Um, if you are challenging or would like for me to challenge you, if you're disagreeing with what I'm saying, then let's talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. M-A-S-M-A-S-L-O-W-S Maslow's hierarchy of needs. The very bottom layer of the triangle is physiological uh, needs. That's air, food, water, shelter. For food, you need money. For shelter, you need for shelter, you need money. And so I cannot even get to the top of my tri- of the triangle, which is self-actualization. I cannot even become my best self. I can't even do that. I cannot become my best self if I am caught up in uh, wondering where my next meal is going to come from. I'm telling you that's it's a humanistic, and, and I talked about this in season one. We have a lot of even for those who are in the faith. A lot of church services they host conferences. Come, fresh wind, be your best self, and it's just like, look, I don't care about no fresh wind because I want some fresh bread. I'm hungry. I, I I'm coming here for help, and I don't even know once this church service ends, where I'm gonna lay my head at night. I'm telling you uh being financially satisfied is a very it's it's very crucial now yes we can learn skills of getting uh, of not being so affected by our circumstances but uh poverty trauma is a very real thing i have clients who are very uh successful financially and they can't even enjoy it because of poverty trauma of growing up so poor they're always looking for the next and the next and the next and can't settle and then of course you know uh we also talked about in other episodes emotional incest women who emotionally date their sons i call it sun bay but then also i want to point out i call them uh darling daughters fathers can emotionally date their daughters as well and they become the woman of the house and just like with emotional incest between mother and son the sons becomes the husband or the kings of the house and so it completely messes up the dynamics because I started noticing that, uh, and you heard the clip before the emotional incest session uh, episode, uh, the t- clip from TikTok. And so I'm, when I do couples counseling, I am not only seeing, uh, I should be seeing uh, girlfriend, boyfriend, partnerships relationships I'm not seeing that dynamic even though they are boyfriend and girlfriend or uh, husband and wife, the dynamics that I'm actually seeing are mother and son. The wife plays in the role as a mother, and the husband has the role of a son. And that is very common. The wife takes up, and you know, one partner, one party in the relationship takes up the emotional responsibility, while the other party um, is, so to speak, being pacified in certain aspects. There's nothing wrong with being nurtured, but. What I will say, uh, is that we should never make our partner, uh, responsible for our happiness. And so, and that's something I, and then it even messes up the sexual dynamic because I'm attracted to you when you're slaving in the kitchen as a, as a mother, cooking cleaning taking care of the children but when you are a woman who just wants to be fed i don't know how to pour into you that doesn't turn me on why is your head hair all over your head now ladies i get it men can be visual men are very visual but what i i am saying is um when you are when the woman is just tired and exhausted and she just wants to be fed as a woman he doesn't know how to do that because he's used to loving a mother, something um, loving a mother in that capacity. Uh, something I heard um, a colleague of mine, uh, Etoya uh, White, he's a phenomenal, I, I encourage you to follow him on Facebook, E-T-O-Y-A, Etoya White, um, powerful therapist uh male therapist black male therapist um but something he said he said young boys learn lust before they learn love uh, i should just like totally have him come on like on this episode or something so i say all that to say that was a recap of this whole season so what is to come from the talk? what is to become of the talk lady um and what's next well, I'm... Um- of, of course, writing an ebook about emotional incest. So please, uh, emotional incest. So please be on the lookout for that. Um, of course, I'm still, I talked about this book in season one, which is going through some editing and some changes, um, but I also have a book coming out. It's called uh, The Borderline Worshipper. And that's showing how the church has ultimately become, uh, shifted from being the hospital to being the drug. And what do we need to do to get the church back in its right place mentally? And so that's one thing, I'm coming out with journals, um, uh, workbooks that you guys can actively sit down and do activities. And then also, I'm so excited. I'm launching so many seminars. If you follow me on Facebook, Christy Danielle, uh, I just, on my birthday, December 23rd, whoo uh, I um, came out, I posted, all these uh, seminars that I'll be doing. Um, And so um, hopefully I'm trying to get it to where you can purchase the seminar and listen to it um, audio, on audio. So, and of course I'll be doing other audio courses uh, that you can purchase as well. So uh, listen, there will be more um, from the bottom of my heart. I want to thank you all for uh, the support I hope you enjoyed season two. I hope you gained something from season two. I hope you realized that season one was the awareness and the validation. Season two was the equipping and the launching. I'm very strategic when I do things. So even my tone of voice may have become a bit different because I'm, uh, I wanted to come from a different vein. Not only am I an encourager um, and I invalidate, uh i love to validate people because i accept people in their reality and i want people to accept me in my reality even if it's just as twisted love on me love on me um but um but i'm also a purpose pusher and uh i hope that you guys enjoyed season two of the before after podcast um of course listen if you want to go back and listen to it again I encourage you to seasons one and season two. um, Yeah, subscribe, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, share this. I thank you guys for being on this journey with me. There will be more to come. Uh, And until then, who were you before the trauma occurred? Love y'all so much. Stay tuned.